Hello, I'm Samra, and welcome to the How She Ate an Elephant podcast, an audio diary of accountability. Every week, I break down my career, personal development, and life goals into bite-sized pieces and my game plan for achieving them. By broadcasting them to the world, I'm holding myself accountable to my future self, affectionately known as that girl. In exchange for your attention, I share what worked, what didn't, book recommendations, and interviews. Together, we can eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the How She Ate an Elephant podcast. Thanks again for listening in. Um, It has been a while since I put out another episode, but I have a good reason. And it starts with an announcement. I know that I mentioned I was applying to graduate school at some point. um, I think it was earlier this season or towards the end of last season, but... I'm really happy to announce that I was accepted into and have chosen to enroll at MIT um, in the fall for their urban studies and planning program. So because of that, I was actually traveling, was in the States for a couple weeks, and I'm now back in Addis again. Um, Had a really great time visiting friends and family. I also had a little bit of food poisoning right before I left, so it was just nice to go back and like eat my favorite foods and go to my favorite restaurants without fear of getting sick potentially. Not that every restaurant in Addis is not good. I think I was just reckless. I got way too comfortable and that is what I blame for getting sick. This graduate school thing, it's just so unbelievable. I never really thought of myself as going to MIT for anything other than like as a tourist in Boston. It's just one of many blessings that have come my way since I started following my gut. What really made me happy is when I visited the program and got to chat with some of the other potential students and people that I might be spending the next two years with. It was really awesome to learn that many of them didn't know that they wanted to be in urban planning or take this course maybe even a year ago, just like me. They were people with multiple different interests um, simultaneously and not one singular, neatly packaged passion that we're kind of taught to expect from life. Some of them have previous experience with urban planning. Some of them were people who had studied political science or were in community development. And what's really great is that it's an interdisciplinary program. Another really cool thing about it is that not just the school that I got into, but I had been really developing an interest in waste management and developing cities and urban systems, understanding how nations develop and how to make that more efficient using technology. It was just sort of this thing I had created in my head and I had almost put it to the side when I started working at my last job and it seemed really unattainable because my undergraduate degree was in, you know, was in material science, which is completely different. You know, things come full circle. I really credit this actually to my experience with my coach and her unwillingness to discuss any potential future that wasn't exactly what I wanted and not actually making decisions out of fear. So I'm not there yet, but it's a good start, and I'm really, really excited to be uh, to be going back to school. I mean, who doesn't love school? Anyways, I was in the States. I got to recharge a bit, and I'm starting a new project with a new company, and this is actually going to be pretty challenging for me. It's a little different from anything that I've done before. I'm going to be independently consulting and doing research all over Addis, and I think it's going to be a really good next step in my experience working abroad, and then also working for myself, which is something I didn't really think I'd be able to say so soon. 
I'm so excited for the next step, but I really want to stop and take a moment to think about what I manifested just by changing my mindset and focusing on what I want instead of, and not focusing on what I didn't want. And when I think about it that way, I have to really be honest with myself and say that I also manifested a lot of my negative work experiences previously. I didn't have the tools back then to, to stop the spiral and to focus on the good things and to focus on the blessings because I've always had them. Um, I just think now I'm developing the practice of recognizing them more and yeah, just approaching life with more ease, if that makes sense. This will definitely be another episode, but it's something that's been on my mind for a while. And now we're going to get into this week's topic. So this week's topic um, is sort of a continuation from last week where I talked a lot about power and when you're in a new environment, being disoriented and sort of trying to attach yourself to the nearest power source, trying to be liked by everyone in hopes that you'll feel more safe or adjusted in a certain area. Throughout that thought process, if you listen to the last episode, I sort of settled on the idea that we actually do have a lot of power in our lives. And I think many of us don't recognize it all the time. Our responsibility is to be aware of the moments when we do have power over other people and when we have the ability to to impact another person's day or life or year or whatever. This week, I just want to expand on that idea and discuss the immense power we have to positively impact other people on a daily basis. To talk more about that, I actually interviewed um, a colleague from what is now my previous contract in Ethiopia, my friend Brooke who has actually devoted his life and his work to helping other people achieve their goals. I think you're going to get a kick out of it. Before we get started, I just want to give a quick disclaimer that the sound for the interview is not great, but it's really worth it to listen in. Um, We were just recording in the office and there were people like having a grand old time laughing it up right outside. So um, yeah, just bear with me because this interview is really good and I hope you can stick through it. Welcome everyone. I'm here with my friend Brooke. We are currently colleagues at the startup incubator that I'm working at for a short period of time. Over the past, what is it, nine weeks? Yeah. I think we've weeks. developed some sort of connection, friendship, support system that I really value. And also that I feel like I learned a lot from Brooke in the short period of time that I've been in Ethiopia and that I've been here and I've been able to bounce a lot of ideas off of him. With today's topic being um, getting perspective and finding perspective and specifically with the understanding exactly how much power you have to impact other people every day and your ability to and really making sure that you exercise it, not that you're just aware of it. Um, I think Brooke is the perfect person um, who I think does this every day in your in your career, in your outside of work activities. You are constantly giving your time and energy to other people. So I definitely want to talk to you about that. But first thing I want to ask you is, who is Brooke? How would you describe yourself? Okay. Thank you, Samra. Um, awesome person. <laughs> um, so who is Brooke? Who am I? That's, uh, that's not an easy question, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, Brooke, I am uh, a passionate person who does pretty much everything in passion, with passion. Um, and if I have to do something, I want to immerse myself uh, fully. And I believe in the power of now and living the moment to the fullest. 
trying to make the best out of that uh, situation. So I think that would um, define who I am in a way. And I'm so much passionate about social justice. Um, in everything I do, that is, uh, I, I keep on finding myself going back and relating it to social justice and um, moments that made me really angry or pissed off or uh, really you know, frustrated or anything that those were the moments that I see injustice. Uh, so that is, that is, that's who I am. That's awesome. But this social justice thing, I find that really interesting. So you mean that like whenever things happen to you, you kind of try and understand what it means, like how it reflects in a larger scale in society, like how it might impact, like highlight an issue that affects lots of people, not just yourself. Yes. Is that what you mean? That's what I mean. And yeah, I also see like when, whenever there is a power relationship and the one who has upper power kind of abuses the other person just because they cannot... You know, sometimes someone who is in power would do some things that are abusive, but from an innocent perspective, that I would be okay with. But it's when it is deliberate, calculated, and like taking advantage consciously, that is a little painful. Things that I cannot really, yeah, uh, yeah bear living with. So, yeah. It's interesting that you bring up power dynamic because that was one of the things that really confused me in the last episode, and it was so hard to get my thoughts and my meandering sort of like thought process into the episode but it really was about abuse of power and how in a country like Ethiopia where there's immense wealth and an immense poverty at the same time like you often find imbalance of power in most relationships between people there's so much power power being shifted and okay I actually disagree with you on the fact that if someone doesn't mean to abuse their power if it's okay, like, I still find fault with that person, but they should be aware of their power, mm-hmm. power is a responsibility, but it doesn't mean it wrong, I just feel differently than you, that one. Anyway, okay, so moving on, uh, what do you do, and I don't mean, like, what is your job, well, I guess I do mean, what is your job, like, what do you spend your time doing? Um, yeah, as a, I, I think what I do is interact with people, uh, listen to people, and uh, motivate people, you know. And that is what I and I try to show them different perspectives and challenge them in their ways of doing things and making sure that they know what they want mm-hmm. and they're on the right track and everything. So I, I would say that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So that, that gives me, I think... Um, whether I like it or not, I have to be observant and I have to pay attention to details and what's going on and what's being left without being said. You know, the, un- the unsaid things, I have to pay attention to those and everything. So that is, I think, what I do. Um, even though, like, I'm as a job and my job description, I work with young people, with startup and everything. I never had my own startup. I didn't study my MBA or anything. Uh, but whenever they ask me things, uh, they come with challenge or anything. I only ask them questions that will enable them see the things that they never really see. So give them a perspective, a unique perspective, a perspective that they haven't been exposed to. So I think that's what I do. And it's kind of, uh, I have found it to be part of my life as well. Uh, it's manifested in my job very much in my every 
day-to-day um, activities, but even in my uh, surroundings, with my friends, with my family and everything, uh, that is what I do, I guess. Yeah. I mean, can I say that you are the incubation coordinator, the startup yes. incubator that we're working? So, it's true. I mean, everything that you just listed, all of the skills that you've acquired and the things that you have to do in your everyday life, inside and outside of work, I mean, being the coordinator for a startup incubator means that you have to be available. It's almost like mother hen. Yeah. You know? They call me Papa Bear. Papa Bear, exactly. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense. And I would agree with a lot of things you said. So uh, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but do you have a passion or a purpose? And if so, which is it? Passion or purpose or both? And what is it? Uh, yeah, I have a passion. Talking to people is my passion. Uh, photography is my passion. Um, being creative, uh, like trying to cha- challenging assumptions is also kind of my passion. Uh, usually, when there is things that people say, I always try to see a different perspective. Uh, I, I I think I'm kind of doing that more often, and I can consider it as passion, maybe. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> You definitely challenged me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is that is my my passion, and I love dogs, of course. Yeah. yeah. But in your um, and how you spend your time, I know that previously we were kind of talking about this, about how you find a lot of energy and you find a lot of meaning in giving to other people through your work and in your life. I would love to hear more about that. Yeah. And you also gave me this really amazing story about something that you witnessed from bus that used to change your life and I don't want to put words in your mouth but I'd love to hear more about like uh, both of those things yeah um, when it comes to purpose and having the energy in almost everything you do I, I would say like if you really know that because it does if you really know that whatever you do anything you are doing whether voluntary or involuntary conscious or unconsciously it actually matters it actually matters and it leaves, it means something to someone, most of all to yourself. And in everything I do, I try to challenge myself, you know, like, is this the best that I can do? You know, whether I like it or not, whether it is um, with a set of circumstances leading me to this point in time, I'm here. So why not make the best out of it? You know, why not just do it, you know, as, as much as I can? with everything I have, you know, like, what if there is no tomorrow? Because this, is this like the thing that I'm, I, I, I want to be remembered by? Or I, is this the best that I can do? I challenge myself all the time. I try to ask myself all the time. But this c- could be like energy training because you cannot always run, 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 run uh, because that is really exhausting. It, it could get exhausting, but the beauty of it is whenever you try to do something with passion and with when you give your full commitment to it, the people around you will start replicating that energy. Have you witnessed you know? that? Yes, I have. And when you work with the startups oh, and the yeah. youth, I know that like youth in Ethiopia is really your, one of your passions. Yes. And empowering them and training them. Yes. Do you find that they mirror back the energy that you give to them? Oh, yes. I see. Actually, that is what keeps me going on. You know, they, they give me back that and I feed off of that energy and then even more energy is that I will uh, give them back. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, 
for example, like I would, I would, I would come up with a goofy energizer or some icebreaker exercise or anything, but I give my everything, like 100% in it and animate it and everything. They couldn't just stand there and laugh at me, you know, like they have to do it. But even if they laugh, I, okay, they are smiling, they are laughing, they are thinking something different. They are the state of mind that they were in before the icebreaker or the energizer is gone. Now they are ready, ready for something new. So I see that. So it doesn't really matter for me whether they are laughing at me or they are actually happy and enjoying the exercise. So I focus on the impact and I do it regardless of what other people may possibly think about me. So that works so much and people start at some point yes to some extent people would be resistant but after a while they start like acting and reflecting your energy back and whenever they see how serious and commented you are they start like becoming commented and uh, becoming really into into that and the other thing is like, I would say like my drive is because I'm here as you said like like the uh, as a papa bear I cannot really demand off of them the things that I do not do. Yeah. Know? I have to be a role model. I have to, if I'm going to ask them to give their 150%, I have to give in my 200%. You know, like, I can yeah. do this. If I can do it, you can do it. You know, I, can, I cannot challenge them with genuine drive otherwise. It would just be superficial, hypocritic, yeah. you know, do this, do that, bossy kind of thing. I don't want that. That that doesn't give me confidence. So that's also part of it. And another thing is, um, when I was on a minibus, um, yeah. the, going from uh, Kazanjis um, to... So when I was going on a minibus, the bus stopped at a red light and there was a roundabout where there were street kids sitting and, you know, uh, eating something and they had to share. And there were three kids. One was older, like about 12, and the, the rest two were about uh, eight years old. And one of the eight years, the eight year olders, he had some uh, food in plastic bag and he was like insisting not to share to the other eight year old. And the 12-year-older, he came running and he screamed at the one who was not sharing. You know, he was like, why not? You have to share, you know, you have to share. And the 8-year-older, he started crying, but he didn't share. You know, earlier he got some food and he ate it all by himself. He didn't share, so I'm not going to share with him. It was his way of paying back, you know. Yeah, and you can understand why he would say that. Definitely. Like, he did this to me and so now I'm giving yeah. back to him. Definitely, and that was that was his his reaction. But the twelve year older, he was a mediator in between. He was a big boy, you know. Like, and he was like, "No, you have to share regardless. You have to share regardless." And that's how you teach him. Next time he'll share. You know, you, we will not survive otherwise. And you can see that this big boy, he can take the food away. He could eat it. From both of them. From yes, yeah. he can do that. But what he was trying to tell them was like, they have to share. Regardless of what, you know, like, no, don't, like, evil wouldn't justify another evil. That was the lesson he was teaching them. And this was so powerful, you know, it's not, life is not only about what you have, what you get, or being about even with other people. You know, it's about trying to bring justice, and uh, it's uh, usually people. 
people say like, okay, yes, Gandhi said an eye for an eye would leave us all blind and everything. But this is really that happening here. And these kind of things happen every time. So who am I as a person? You know, like, how am I going to live this in my every day? This exact lesson, like what yes. you witnessed from these people. Yes. Yeah. So the best I can do is share my everything with others. So that gives me the energy. That makes me like I cannot reserve anything from anyone. Yes, you can you can share. Yes, I try to avoid energy suckers, you know, energy drainers. Yes, whenever I see something is going to have negative connotation in me, usually negative connotation, I mean like if that's going to put me down in a way or make me feel blue, I try to avoid it and try to find a way, you know, uh, to avoid it. But other than that, I give my everything. Mm. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. So I'm not going to take my energy with me. What am I going to do? You know, the more you give, the more you get. It's like working out. <laughs> you know, like the more you give, the more pain, <laughs> painful the exercises, you're going to gain more muscles. You're going to be more fit. You know, you have to give to get to gain more. Yeah. So the more energy I give, the more energy I get. Yeah. So that is uh, what drives me. And the lesson was so powerful and changed my life. I would say like it kind of solidified my thoughts and made me really believe in what I was doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And it happened just at a stoplight. Just at a stoplight. And it was like a few seconds and you can see and like the look I wish if I could describe it enough you know like the look on their faces like the the dresses that they have you know all the clothing outfits shabby garments you know like and their faces you can see that they are hungry all of them they are not but still this uh, human element of it was there yeah. you know the things that we at big conferences talk about they are there yeah. There are people are doing it. That's how you know, like humanity actually is about being human. You know, it's not because you are educated, you are being privileged or anything. People usually all the time do it for one or another way. That's why we survive. That's why we are um, social animals. Yeah. You know that. That's that's what it means. Yeah. And when you see that, okay, if I am a social animal. I have to give to get more. So yeah. the more I give, the more I get. Ah, Brooke, I love this story. And I totally understand what you mean. I feel like these are the things that kind of make up life and they sort of validate you. Like if you're kind of, I consider myself to be an idealist. I try to be positive. I would maybe consider you to be an idealist as well based on everything that you've just said. And it's, I think it's the harder route to continue trying to stay positive and these kinds of moments sort of reinforce that and at least validate you, you know? But it's exhausting. You mentioned a little bit about the energy suckers that you were talking about and protecting your energy and making sure that you're putting it towards good places. So, I mean, before we start this interview, I shared a little bit about the tips that I want to have for this episode of the podcast and how to um, gain perspective. So I want to share them with you and see if you have anything to add. Okay. So first one was... Um, that I'm going to get to. The first one that I have is being able to step back and appreciate what I have. And this is not an exercise in saying, oh, I'm so lucky because 
you know, I have this and someone else doesn't. That's not the point. Like, you are lucky for what you have in isolation. Because those people also have that same thought, who maybe have less than you, and they are also should be grateful, or it, it's, no one should feel less than, even if it is the case in reality. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, the second one is to make time for myself and, and my breath. And just making time to just breathe, create distance between me and whatever negative thing is happening outside. Even positive things. Getting so overwhelmed or the wave of emotions can take you far away from where you want to be, where you're center. Or just peace, you know what I mean? Which I think is more valuable. Um, and then the second one was to understand um, the really the power that I have to positively impact people, which is the, what I said at the beginning of the interview. So is there anything else that you would add to this list or you would elaborate before we go? Um, I would say yes. I mean, um, being grateful with, of what you have mm-hmm. is really, really important. Really important. And that, is, that starts with appreciating who you are. You know, knowing who you are. And knowing what you want, actually. And uh, knowing that every moment counts. Everything you do counts. Every energy, every thought you put to it counts. That is the anchor, I would say. And that gives you the energy. That gives you the balance. That gives you the ability to say no, even to the seemingly really nice detours in life, you know, you'd be able to say no. From the distractions. From the distractions, yeah. you know, from everything that, that anchors you when you know what you want, mm-hmm. what really, really matters to you, truly. Otherwise, the world is very shiny, very glittery, and the material world, it's very, very tricky, you know. I'm not saying, oh yeah, I want to be rich, of course, I want to have uh, financial freedom, I want to have time freedom, I want to be able to do the things that I want. Everybody does. But how do you do that? Not by complaining until you become that, mm-hmm. or you have that, but by appreciating what you have. And the questions I usually ask is, did I do everything I can with what I have? If there is plenty of room for what I can still do, then I'll be like, okay, stop complaining about what you not have and, you know, make the use of what you have to the fullest. And then that settles me down. You know, I stop complaining, I stop feeling angry, I stop, and then, okay. You know, I love that. I really love that. Okay, well, Brooke, seriously, this... This has been really awesome. Thank you for sitting down with me and being part of the podcast. Thank you so much, Sandra. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess I will see you in a minute. Oh, yeah. Isn't Brooke the best? Literally, listening to the interview as I'm going through and editing this episode, um, it just gave me life. And every conversation that I have with Brooke has been like this, like mind-opening um, centering, validating. I don't know. It's just like a, he is such a wealth of knowledge, but also like just watching how he lives his life makes me want to live my life better. I'm so grateful to have met him and you know, that I can call him a friend. Um, I don't really know that I can say much more 
than he did, uh, and certainly not better than he did. But I do want to repeat some of the tips that I had talked about during the interview. And, you know, since the interview, the tips that I shared have kind of evolved. So I have a few to add. But what I talked about um, was getting perspective. You know, before you can positively impact other people, you need to understand yourself and like yourself and be grateful for yourself and be grateful for what you have, no matter what you have in comparison to other people. And also being able to create distance between you and your situation. I feel like I've touched on this a few times and it is a common theme and it is something that I am practicing, trying to practice on a daily basis, which is, yeah, just separation from me and what's in front of me and always having that perspective that this is temporary and that I will figure it out somehow. Um, and the third was what actually turned into the, this entire episode, which is our power to impact people in a positive way. There are a few ways just off the top of my head that I can think about how to positively impact people on a daily basis. And that is, you know, whether you're devoting your life to helping others like Brooke, or you just strive to always treat people with dignity and respect. Um, that's something that I've always um, witnessed from my parents and my grandmother now that I'm living with her is just that no matter who you are, you get the respect that you deserve just by by existing. Um, and the third is to invest in your surroundings. One of my favorite people on this planet and my most recent roommate before coming here once told me a quote that really stuck with her and, and it was, if you want to change the world, change your family. And so all of us, or a lot of us at least, have grand designs of changing the world and helping people and having a big impact. But a lot of the times, the biggest impact that you can have is on those closest to you because you already have their attention, you already have their trust. And so whatever you say goes further. Whatever you do has a larger impact. And so focusing on those people that are closest to you and really trying to make their lives better is probably going to be the most significant thing. Yeah, it's going to be more significant than a stranger doing it, I'll say. Um, but if I'm really honest with myself, the part where I struggle sometimes, um, and more recently actually, is showing up for people. You know, whatever gets in the way, is whatever it's your head or something that you think is important stops me from from just from getting there. Like the, I've missed my moment a few times and a little bit more than I'm proud of. So that's the kind of impact that I want to work on. And that's the, the power that I know that I have within me and that I want to, I want to grow. And I want to be that reliable person that, you know, will always be there and just shows up when shit goes down. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's it. And now on to the book of the week. Hey guys, so if you remember a few weeks ago, the book of the week was um, A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. Um, I loved it. It was really nice to kind of step away from the more serious books that I've been reading and get back to what I love, which is fiction and magic. And this book had all of that. Um it was set in London, I think I mentioned in the other, in the last episode, and uh, four parallel universes of London where there's different levels of magic and quality of life. 
Um, and the story around this guy named Kel, who is one of two people in existence who can actually pass between the different universes. And his adventure trying to stop one of the Londons from taking over all of the other universes and taking their magic. So it sounds really fantastical because it is, and I loved it. And I would really recommend it to anybody out there who loves fiction and just wants like a nice break from reality, which was me last week and will be me probably next week. Um, so it's a series. The next one I think is called Gathering of Shadows, and I'm definitely going to be reading that, but not as part of um, the podcast. Um, now I'm going to be reading uh, We Were Eight Years in Power, which is a collection of essays from Ta-Nehisi Coates, who is the author of Between the World and Me, which I totally recommend if you have not read it already. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of essays that he wrote for The Atlantic on the subject of the Obamas and what the Obamas mean in America and what their accomplishments were. Um, I'm a few essays in, it's pretty interesting. I'm not reading it as fast as I was reading the magic book, but that is to be expected. Uh, honorable mention also is the life-changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo. I've read that book last year and I'm thinking about revisiting it because when I went back to my parents' house, um, in DC, or Maryland, actually, my room was so messy because I had moved out of my apartment. So it was like an apartment's worth of things into my my childhood bedroom. And literally getting up every day and being functional was honestly more difficult because I just woke up to this like huge pile of mess, which I didn't even want to look at. But then because I didn't want to do that, I didn't want to do the next thing on my list. And you kind of get the point. Marie Kondo has sort of like a cult-like following when it comes to tidying up and philosophy towards like cleaning your space and what that does for your mindset. I actually employed it at my apartment and really noticed the difference in my productivity and general mood and level of energy. And it's just crazy how like a messy room can make a messy mind. So yeah, if you've never heard of it, I totally recommend it. I'll probably talk about it in another episode more in depth. Um, but yeah, and I know that I had a riddle last week about these uh, equivalent, equal, about six balls and nine balls that all look the same and figuring out how to isolate the one that is slightly lighter. I'm actually going to wait till next week to give the answer because I find that talking about the book of the week and then giving the answer to the riddle in the same episode is kind of counterproductive to the idea of having the riddle and the off weeks, if that makes sense. So next week I'll be giving the answer to that and introducing a new riddle at the same time. Um, I want to thank you for listening to me on another episode of this podcast. You guys don't know how much this exercise helps me in my everyday and how to process my thoughts and just everything about adulthood. I feel like I have an outlet and um, you guys listening really makes a difference. And also thank you to everybody who's reached out to me with their feedback and thoughts on the podcast. I've had friends from childhood and people that, you know, I didn't, that I knew, but only, you know, as acquaintances reach out with encouraging words and it's just been great. Um, also shameless plug, if you are in the mood to rate me please go ahead and 
rate me on iTunes or rate this podcast and uh, let me know what you think. If you want to follow at How She Eat an Elephant on Instagram, I mean, I won't stop you. And that's it. I will talk to you guys next week.